In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism. Discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. A South Florida family heartbroken and mourning this evening. The loss of their loved one killed in a shooting in Southwest Miami-Dade. The family fears that she was targeted because the victim was a transgender woman. NBC6 reporter Natalia Ortiz spoke to the victim's mother. She joins us live from the Miami-Dade Police Headquarters and around with more. Natalia. Yeah, and I want you to pay attention to this statistic. According to the Human Rights Campaign, in 2018, in other words, last year, about 26 deaths of transgender people in the U.S. that were tracked were due to fatal violence. Now, the majority of those, according to this organization, say they were of black transgender women, some of whom were killed by either strangers, acquaintances, or even their partners. Some of those people have been arrested and charged. Others, though, have not been identified yet, as is the case of Kiki Fontre. That's my baby. That's my baby, yo, please. I know the public scene and know something. We're doing nothing wrong. It's hard to fathom losing even an adult child, but that's what Rhonda Comer is facing today. This is the scene where her 21-year-old Kiki was killed. It happened early Wednesday morning. Miami-Dade police says they arrived to 2-22-40 Southwest 115th Court minutes after. <laughs> Kiki's mom tells us Kiki, who was transgender and lived as a woman, was returning home from a party and accompanied by a group of people when they were propositioned for sex but rejected the subject or subjects. They was approached by some individuals, you understand me, that wanted relationships with them from my understanding. And they said no, and they was gunned down. She attributes the murder to Kiki's sexuality and begs anyone who saw the shooting or the events leading up to it to contact Miami-Dade County Police as soon as possible. And if you have any tips or information for police, you can contact Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers anonymously at 305-471-TIPS. Live at Miami, Beach, Miami Police Headquarters, Natalia Ortiz, NBC6 News. This show is fucked up. All right. Hey, fam. It is Phoenix Kalita in the wine cellar. Thank you for hanging out with me. We are going to rock through some international news and headlines. I'm a little bit behind. I know. I know. I'm behind on Swapcast 2, but I'm recording Swapcast tomorrow. And y'all are just going to have to tolerate this for another week or so because next week I will be um, near D.C. at the Woodhull Conference talking about sex worker stuff, hanging out with um, other members of the swap board. And planning is hectic because it's next week. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm just behind on everything and y'all are just going to have to tolerate that shit. I, I. So 
Let me do this real quick before I continue my Woodhull panic and get through some uh, news here. So um, I guess we'll start with China. Same-sex couples are naming each other as their legal guardians um, because they need access to benefits, uh, you know, benefits they can't get because they can't get married. Hmm. Homophobia. Yay. Woohoo. Um, so Li Chen Yang, uh, an assistant director of a public notary office in Shanghai, told the Chinese website Sohu that he'd seen one or two same-sex couples almost every month coming to apply for guardianship noti- notarization. Oh, haha, this is from the UK. They spell words funny over there. That's not how you spell notarize. Uh, China changed its guardianship laws in 2017, meaning any adult can nominate a legal guardian rather than only those over age 60 or with reduced mental capacity. Legal guardianship means that same-sex couples in China are able to make medical decisions for each other, for each other and have inheritance rights. Uh, Chen Yang said in China, same-sex marriage has not yet been legally recognized, but the needs of same-sex couples have emerged. Uh, there's also problems... Excuse me, around medical care, old age care, wealth inheritance, and sometimes even more acute than for other people. He said many LGBTQ people in China are not in touch with their biological families who would otherwise make these decisions because they're not accepted due to their sexual orientation. We do notarization, but also hope to make up for some legal gaps and solve the social problems that have arisen, he added. Uh, however, Sohu reports that mutual guardianship for same-sex couples is not a simple process, as some notaries notaries will not see same-sex couples or will not be accepting of their situation. The first successful guardianship notarization came uh, in 2018 for a lesbian couple. It took a six-hour meeting for the notary office to allow it. Reportedly, uh, the main issue was whether or not this would cause, quote, harm to the public order and good customs. Okay... Uh, Although homosexuality was officially decriminalized in 1997, the LGBTQ community experiences violence and discrimination, with around 85% of LGBTQ students in China uh, who have reported they are struggling with depression. So, I mean, you know, it's like shitty that they can't get married, but at least there's something, I guess? I don't know. Is this one of those times where you're like, well, you know, incrementalism, woo! You know, that type of shit. Ugh. I don't know. It's just... I don't even understand the big I, fucking obsession with, like, gay people. Like, why do you care how other people fuck? It's weird. It's really fucking weird. And speaking of which, um, I just, I think, put it on the winecellarmedia.com about a preacher in Alabama. I know, it's supposed to be international news. Who made a Facebook post talking about the only way to get rid of gay people is to kill them. And then tried to say well that's not my from his personal facebook account and then tried to be like that's not my facebook account and then finally admitted it was him and he's like well you're taking it out of context i meant if we have like a civil war gay people are gonna die because everyone's gonna get killed on all the sides on both sides and i was like really you just like all lives mattered it like everyone all lives end what i don't even know but yeah i i don't get the homophobia it's fucking weird it really just it's just fucking weird just let people fuck how they want to fuck as long as everyone's of age and consenting. All right? All right. So, um, this is in Romania. I don't think we've ever covered a story from Romania, at least certainly not in recent times. And, of course, this is the wine cellar, so remember, this is, um, you know, everything awful. <laughs> uh, all the trigger warnings apply. 
Um, so there's a murder suspect in southern Romania in the town of Carasal, probably not how you say it, uh, who has admitted to murdering two teenage girls, according to his lawyer, um, in a case that sparked nationwide nationwide outrage over the way authorities handled it. Damn. Uh, yeah, totally gonna nail these names. Um, I'm just gonna call him George because it looks like that it's supposed to be a variation of George. George Dinka, age 65, a mechanic, has been detained pending an investigation into the deaths of Alexandra Massenau, age 15, who was uh, last seen earlier this week, and Louisa Melensu, age 18, who was reported missing in April. Dinka's lawyer, Bogdan Alexandru, told reporters uh, that he has confessed the facts, huh? but said he was not yet allowed to elaborate. Okay. That sentence was written weird. The lawyer is the one who's not allowed to elaborate, not the killer. Uh, Massenau called the emergency number 112 three times, saying she'd been kidnapped by a man while hitchhiking. Uh, damn. Wait, she called like 911 three times? Clearly they care. Uh, so she called the emergency number three times, saying she'd been kidnapped by a man while hitchhiking to her home village from nearby Carcel. She yelled, he's coming, he's coming, before the phone was cut off. Critics alleged that officials failed to take the alert seriously and reacted too late to help save the girl. Official statements showed it took uh, authorities 19 hours to locate and enter Dinka's residence as they struggled to locate the calls with improper technology and tried to secure unnecessary search warrants and dealt with insufficient police staff. (sighs) Keystone cops. All right. Thousands of Romanians protested against the government Saturday, outraged by authorities' slow response, as well as changes uh, the, the ruling Social Democrats made to legislation, which not only weakened the fight against graft, but also legal means and instruments to combat wider crimes. I'm going to have to look that up to see exactly what they did, because, I don't know, that was kind of vague. Amid chants of incompetence and angry calls for the government to step down, demonstrators placed flowers and candles at a makeshift memorial outside the interior ministry on Saturday evening. Prosecutors have established both girls were hitching rides uh, to their villages from Carasal when kidnapped. Insufficient public transportation is a widespread problem in Romania. The interior minister, Nicolae Moga, announced late Friday he had sacked the police chief, Ion Buda, because drastic measures are required in this case, which has sparked a major outcry. Three buildings were searched by officers before they finally found the house where she had been held more than 12 hours after her phone calls. Police then sought a search, a search warrant, which is not required in emergencies. Damn. And waited till dawn to enter the house. These niggas scared of the dark? What the fuck? Um, and this all was 19 hours after Alexandra's last call. Demonstrators at Saturday's rally accused the ruling Social Democrats of weakening the criminal justice system with controversial reforms heavily criticized. Uh, this is Christian Nan, age 55, a protester who said, quote, why did police not intervene earlier? Everyone needs to answer this from police officers to prosecutors to Prime Minister Viorica Dancila. I am not pronouncing anyone's fucking name right in this story. Uh, police believe a second teenager whose parents reported her missing in the same area three months ago may have been murdered by the same killer. Forensic analysis, uh, an, an, whew, forensic analysts have yet to confirm the identity of the human remains they found at Dinka's residence. So just inept-ass cops. It's glad to know that that's everywhere that they don't care about the people they're supposed to be serving and protecting. Huh. All right. Um, and then this one, like, I, 
I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny. This is fucking serious. But at the same time, like, it's so fucking outlandish. This is from Malaysia. Uh, Someone has proposed a law to protect men from being seduced into raping women. Like, yes, obviously, rape culture is a problem and it's fucking serious. But also, how fucking outlandish. Men have to be protected from being seduced into raping women. Nigga, stop fucking playing with me. All right, let's let's just fucking get to it. Um, so this law has been proposed in Malaysian, the Malaysian parliament, and it was proposed by an MP named Mohammed Imran Abd Hamid uh, with the ruling people's, uh, the People's Justice Party. I don't know what kind of fucking justice the people have in their party if men have to be protected from raping women. Uh, so he told his fellow politicians that men commit sex crimes because they are, quote, seduced by women's actions and clothing. I propose a sexual harassment act to protect men. You know what? When somebody says, what about the men? This is what the fuck happens. You you get this bullshit. Uh, he told the uh, Dewan Nagara, the Southeast Asian country's uh, upper house. And uh, what the fuck? I can't say any of these fucking names. <sighs> All right. So he told this to the Southeast Asian country's upper house online news portal, uh, Malaysia Kini. Sure. I I don't think that's actually how you say it. I don't know. Um, He said, quote, from the actions, words and clothing of women, which can cause men to be seduced to the point that they can commit acts such as incest, rape, molestation, watching pornography and likewise. What? Okay. He added, this is important. Men need to be protected. Not the rape victims, mind you, but the men who are choosing to be ra- to be rapists need to be protected. Okay. God, this guy sounds like an MRA. Um, uh, the, actions clo- the actions and clothing of women can seduce us into breaking the law, causing us to be charged. What the fuck he mean causing us to be charged like women did that shit to you? Nobody made you be a fucking rapist. I- this fucking guy. Uh, I ask that the minister con- minister consider this so that the men in the country are safe and the country is peaceful. Jesus Christ. I don't even I don't even know where to begin with this shit. Uh, his proposal gained the backing of Senate Deputy President Datuk Siri Abdul Halim Abdul Samad uh, from United Malays National Organization, Malaysia's um, biggest and main national opposition in the political party. He argued that it was, quote, a good viewpoint. We need to protect men from being rapists? What the fuck? Uh, his comments, however, were condemned by the nonprofit organization, the All Women's Action Society, AWAM, which criticized him for placing the onus on the victims rather than the perpetrators of sexual violence. There was a quote from them. It is unacceptable for the senator to place the blame of rape, molestation, incest, porn, and, and otherwise on the victim. After all, it is the perpetrator who must take responsibility for their own actions. The idea that victims are unable to access justice or demand some form of redress after undergoing such a dehumanizing experience simply adds to the creation of a culture of fear and violence. Now, this statement continues. Underlying all of this is the assumption that gender-based violence, gender-based violence stems from desire or lust. However, such violence is never about desire or lust. It's about power and objectification. Um, oh, man. Uh, Putrajaya, Malaysia's federal administrative center, is planning to table a sexual harassment bill this year. 
This comes after a consultation with survivors of sexual harassment and non-governmental organizations. AWAM said the statement made by the senator was made in response to the piece of legislation. Jennifer Wells Q, who works for the Asia Branch of Equality Now, a non-government organization with, which aims to promote the rights of women and girls, said the notion, uh, quote, the notion that victims of rape, sexual assault, and other forms of violence be penalized for their abuse is absolutely abhorrent and the epitome of victim blaming. A perpetrator of abuse is just that, a perpetrator, and should be penalized as such. To put forward legislation like this not only puts women and girls at greater risk, but also creates a vir- an environment of impunity for perpetrators of sexual violence and goes against well-established international norms and values around consent and gender equality. She called for the Malaysian government to enact laws and practices that encourage women and girls who have experienced sexual violence and abuse to speak up and seek justice. This includes instigating policies that address the victim-blaming culture and counter the types of harmful and erroneous gender uh, stereotypes that Senator Maud Imran Abhamid is propagating, she added. One in three women worldwide will experience physical or sexual uh, violence at some point in her lifetime, mostly by an intimate partner, according to the World Health Organization. Huh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a very serious uh, story, but I, I can't stop laughing at the way he fucking worded this shit. Men need to be protected from being seduced into raping women. All right. Uh, Malaysia, which has a poor track record on gender equality, caned two women for breaking its strict religious laws when trying to have consensual sex with each other last September. Damn. The unnamed woman, uh, women who were aged 22 and 32 are thought to have been caned six times at a courtroom in the ter- Terengganu uh, state in front of family members and government officials. The pair, who were arrested in April last year by Islamic enforcement officers, admitted a charge of sexual relations between women and were also fined 3,300 ringgit, I guess that's how you say that, which is the equivalent of 633 pounds. Homosexual sex is illegal through Malaysia uh, under is illegal throughout Malaysia under colonial era criminal law and is punishable by canings or a prison sentence of up to 20 years. Campaigners say the dominant Malay Muslim culture makes homosexuality a sensitive and even dangerous topic, meaning many LGBTQ Muslims are forced to keep their sexual identities a secret. So yes, again, very serious topic, but I I, just, I can't get past the fucking quote. I, I I'm just gonna read it one more time. This is important. Men men need to be protected. The actions and clothing of women can seduce us into breaking the law, causing us to be charged. I propose a sexual harassment act to protect men. Nigga, <laughs> I even fucking know. That's what's going on in Malaysia. All right. Now, let me pause for a second so I can sneeze. Whew, sorry, y'all. I'm back. Um, and then I have one more story. It's a short one, and it's actually good news. I promise. It's actually good fucking news, okay? So Ethiopia has broken a world record by planting over 350 million trees in 12 hours. How fucking cool is that? The people of Ethiopia broke a world record when they planted more than 353 million trees, according to CNN. The planting spree was part of Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed's Green Legacy reforestation campaign. The goal was to get 200 million seedlings planted in a 12-hour time span. Millions of Ethiopians took part in the initiative, and six hours into the challenge, Ahmed tweeted that they were closing in on their goal. Uh, this is a, uh, they have a screenshot of his tweet here. It says, hashtag Ethiopia, the six-hour result shows we're halfway to our goal. 
congratulations for this milestone as we all hashtag plant our print for a hashtag green legacy. Um, with the extra push from Ahmed, Ethiopians exceeded their expectations. There were exactly 353,633,660 tree seedlings planted. That's fucking amazing. Uh, the motive behind the initiative was to help reverse the changes the, uh, to the climate that have been created by deforestation. Currently, Ethiopia is a drought-prone country, and according to the UN, the country's forest coverage is only at 4%, a drastic change from last century when 35% of the country was covered with forest. Ethiopia became one of 20 other African countries to join the African Forest Landscape Restoration Initiative in 2017. So, yeah, actually good news. Good job, Ethiopia. I think that's awesome. I would love to see uh, more countries do this. And I don't think this... I got this off complex. I don't think they mentioned it in this article, unless I they have so many fucking like pictures and ads and tweets, I might have missed it. Uh, all that shit embedded. But um, apparently, uh, Ethiopia beat India's record. India had the record from 2017 for planting the most trees in 12 hours. So... It's really awesome to see people, um, you know, taking part in trying to take care of the climate as best we can, like fuck capitalism and all that. So, yeah, a little a little sunshine for your life there. All right. Let me get the fuck up out of here. Um, yeah, just I'm ba- I'm going to be back with y'all full time after Woodhull, um, which also means next week I'm not going to be doing a lot of podcasting because I'm going to fucking be at a conference for most of the week out of state. Um, but yeah, after Woodhall, I'm back with y'all full time. Um, as always, thank you for checking out the wine cellar. If you like what we do, of course, you can hit us up on paypal.me slash Phoenix and William or patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund. Um, I think that's all I got. Just do something kind for yourself today. Okay. All right. I'm gonna check y'all later.